1: Yes, it is the thirty-something movie podcast. We are back once again. I was, was going to say trudging our way. That sounds more negative. I don't want to be negative about getting our way uh, closer to episode number three hundred. We're three away, three away now from episode number three hundred. Never quite thought we'd make it here. Um, it's a little crazy, but
0: I—I I don't know if you've released the premise of the show yet, so I'll—I'll I'll keep it quiet. I don't want to be the guy that spills the beans. But oh, we can uh, talk about it. I'm per- I'm pretty excited, man. I filled off my graph like I think I don't even think the paint was dry. I don't think the ink was dry, on the Google in the Google Doc, and I was already stewing over quotes and all that kind of stuff to put. I
1: created in. the Google Doc, and you got to it before I did. <laughs>
0: I was pretty mm-hmm. fired up, man.
1: So, yeah, so, no, I, we can, we're we're three away. So I, we can, we can, we can spill the beans on this whole thing here. So our 300th episode, right, we man. were going back and forth on what it was going to be. Um, our 300th is going to be most quotable movies. Yes. Uh, so we have, we have several genres and you know what? I will, I'll share some stuff to to put out on the social medias um, for kind of advertising some of this because uh, I'm, I'm sure we've got some other folks from some other podcasts that would love to throw their hats in the ring for some. Oh, yeah. Thoughts on their most quotable movies from these different genres. So
0: um, let me actually pull up the. uh... And my student teacher, Gabe, uh, who kind of was, I don't want to say was the instigation for this, but there was so many things that I would try to explain or say or do whatever. And uh, he was like, oh, I haven't seen that movie. I don't get that. And so it was like it became like a uh, do we need to get a list together of all the movies you need to see so that you can understand. The conversation. And so he's really excited for the episode because he's like, hey, when's the episode coming out? I want to know the list of movies I need to see. So did
1: did he at least at some point have a moment where he turned to everybody and went, I, I understood that reference?
0: It 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 was a sort okay. of sort of it was it kind of hit a low point in one of our Google uh classroom hangouts when suddenly the students were referencing movies and saying, uh, you need to see more uh, Mr. So uh, Mr. Martinez, you need to see more movies. Uh you know, all that. Okay oh ouch
1: yeah well, when the, when the children know more than you do that's kind of rough
0: well well i sent this out today i gotta say one of the coolest things was when uh, one of the kids we were hanging out today uh in in the, the band google uh hangout and she was like mr c we just watched a great movie for family movie night it's called over the top and i said <laughs> the arm wrestling movie she goes yeah over the top over the top and i'm just like oh my gosh this is so cool so there were kids like, oh, we're going to go check that out. And so, uh, so awesome. uh, yeah, we had a lot of, we had a lot of fun at that.
1: <laughs> That's outstanding.
0: Yeah. Fact,
1: if, yeah. If you would have asked me to name the movie that the students would have been like, we watched this great movie. Over the top would not have been, I I probably could have gone through at least a hundred to 200 other guesses <laughs> I know. before getting to over I the know.
0: top. I know. Well, and the best part was the kid, the first kid that was the first one was like, yeah, I just watched Rocky four this weekend. That's, and he was like, that's the greatest thing ever. This is the coolest thing ever. This thing is amazing. And he was, and he was so fired up for Rocky and it was awesome. And then she goes, Oh really? Oh, well, Sylvester Stallone, you got over the top. And then, uh, and then it was funny cause Gabe was in on the, on the, the class meeting and he looks up and he goes, wait a minute this entire movie is about arm wrestling. And I said, you have no (laughs) idea.
1: (laughs) Arm wrestling and trucking. Yes. So the greatest mashup in all of existence.
0: And so the band, now I told the band, I said, okay, well, when we're all back in rehearsal and we need to like take it up to the next level, I'll just start saying, all right, guys, let's go over the top. And the kids and the, the kids that had seen over the top were like, yay.
1: Are they going to, are they going to take their instrument and just slightly shift how their hand is on the instrument and some, <laughs> all of a sudden they will be professional yeah. uh, musicians?
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Mm. But it's, it's, yeah, it's the leverage. This, that's, that's what it is. It's leverage. When, when the student populace starts talking about how over the mm-hmm. top is, uh, is the movie they watch for family movie. That's, that's pretty awesome.
1: That was like, we, when we, we used to have a student, uh, his name was, um, uh, Carl Kirkpatrick um okay know, he's, he's older than 18 now so I'll, I'll mention his name i'll mention his full name on here because he's not a kid anymore um he right. used to come in and he was like yeah we used to we watched this movie and i think it was one that you talked about one time and it was and he would start listing off like this really obscure stuff or the one year when i got the entire class to go watch the labyrinth
2: um yeah
1: and princess bride and all of those and
0: yeah Mm. Mm-hmm. good times awesome good times. stuff yes
1: all right. Well, as you can probably tell, it, it is—I I don't think we got that far. It's episode number two hundred and ninety-seven. We're talking my blue heaven cool. this time around. Um, and as you have probably heard so far, I've got Patrick with me. Patrick, how you doing? Great. Good. Hi, everybody. Uh, Bo is here too. Bo, how are you? I am well. Hello, everybody. Excellent. And Dennis is—Dennis is kind of hiding in the shadows there. You? I'm eating. You? Oh, you're <laughs> eating. Okay. 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 You.
3: <laughs> I thought you were pulling like dinner, so things are always late now. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, making them have to cook dinner hey. and it's eight 30 and yeah, that's all right. Let's
1: right. say it's, 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 it's very European of you.
3: They're on college schedules right now and neither of them are in college anyway. There you go.
1: <laughs> well, it's, when I used to live over in England, we wouldn't have dinner until like nine o'clock at night. So it's very, that's very European.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how I've always thought of you.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> during this quarantine, some people are smelling pretty European.
0: Well, you know, Hey <laughs> now. Whoa! Dennis Matuch. He's big in Europe. Hunter just I'm... came up and threatened me. <laughs> oh, t- oh,
1: oh, you have one of those kids, too.
3: Because <laughs> he's the one... He's the European one right now.
1: Oh, there we go.
0: <laughs> you came up with your, your armpit and put it in my face. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was
1: my only, oh, it was my only defense. <laughs> That's like a remember when we were kids we used to watch the uh wwf wrestling and i remember the bushwhackers would do that <laughs> they'd walk up and like put their armpits in somebody's face if you remember that 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 was the tag that, team that was yeah the, that was the, the, they, they these guys their were, arms up
0: and down and they, yeah. yeah
1: yeah luke and was it luke and butch
0: oh man bushwhackers like, yeah. that i think so and then,
1: and then at one point like one of the brothers would turn to the other one and he would like lick his armpit oh yeah. It was gross. <laughs> my,
0: Absolutely.
1: my mom was not a wrestling fan anyway. And when those guys came out, she's like, Nope, I'm, <laughs> that didn't I'm going help. to the kitchen. I'm not, that, I'm not sticking around for that. That
0: didn't help. That didn't help. No. Yeah. I think it's time to pull out some, uh, some old WWF for Dominic and Daniela. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that was, I think we've talked about this before. I was the kid that used to go when we'd go to the video store to rent something. Everybody else is like, I want to rent the, my little pony movie and somebody else was saying, I want to rent this movie. And I was like, well, you see right over there, They've got SummerSlam one through five. I'm going to go today. I'm going to rent one tomorrow. We're going to come back and you're going to let me rent two. And we're just going to keep going this way. And I used to be the one that would rent all of the SummerSlam VHS tapes, the um, Royal Rumble VHS tapes and, Royal, WrestleMania Bravo. that that was my that was my go to. Well, so I, we started to talk about this a little bit, but let me jump back here real quick. So we do have our three hundredth episode is coming up soon. Um, we're probably going to be recording that one within the next I don't know, probably about a week or so, and then uh, that'll be coming out at the end of the month of May. Hard to kind of believe that we're already you know getting to the point where it's it's going to be May and um, then we're hitting up the three hundredth episode here. So three hundredth episode. If you are wanting to throw in you know some ideas in the ring here to share with us. Um, our categories, so the, the kind of overall category of the episode is quotable or referenced movies. So these are the kind of movies that if you're like us and your general vocabulary is pretty much movie quotes um, that you cannot speak without using a movie quote somewhere, uh, this is probably the episode for you. Like this is all the times where my kids, when I finally introduced them to a movie, they are be like, oh, I thought that was just something you always said. <laughs> no, no, I... I got it. I got it from airplane. It's fine. You know, I like my coffee. Like I like my men. Um, so the, uh, whoa there. Um, so the categories are action, comedy, drama, sci-fi slash horror, uh, fantasy and 1990s. So break them down that way. And uh, yeah, I'm, Oh, Bo, you actually went through and, and started to fill in some of yours there. So I'm seeing that on there now, but um, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll have some, have some good discussion going here it looks like we got a pretty good uh pretty good mix of stuff so that'll be fun to to go through and yeah pat when i when i saw yours on there i think you got to it before i even did and uh and and (laughs) and i was like oh man he took that one and then i was looking at
0: oh oh, that's fine um i'm i'm curious to hear what your what your that one was plenty of movies out there so uh you Although I don't know if we want to give it away. Should you tell me off not, air or text? I'm, or? I'm not going
1: to, I won't give away the movie title. Um, I will say oh, okay. that I I very, very quickly, because I wrote these down. I hand wrote these down before I even looked at the form. So I had written down a couple of them uh, in particular for comedy. And the one that I ended up putting for comedy, like, no, that I think that's the one I'm going to go with no matter, no okay. matter what. Okay. But my second choice, my the one I agonized over was the one you put down for comedy. And I was like, "Yeah, I was like, ah, I, I wanted, yeah. I wanted that one too."
0: <laughs> well, and 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 the thing is, I wonder how many of these are like, "Oh, you thought of those two quotes? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought of these two yeah, quotes, you know." Yeah. So
1: and so the the other thing, the idea behind the episode is we've got uh, each of those categories that we have to choose one movie from for each category, uh, and then beyond mm-hmm. that, we have to take that a little bit of a step further. And what is the what is the, you think the best quote? that the general audience, general public would be aware of. So, you know, if you mentioned, if you mentioned that quote, they would know, oh, that's from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what is the kind of like deep dive, you know, you, you, you are an expert on this movie, only someone who really knows this movie would know this quote. Um, so those are kind of the two, as, as we dig a little deeper, what did I call them? The One's the average Joe quote, and the other one is the expert level quote so
0: expert level so That's we got right. for
1: each one of these we got to figure out which quote is our average joe quote and our expert level quote so like i said i yeah. will share some stuff out over uh, over social media so if anybody else wants to jump in on this uh feel free to i don't know
0: I had oh, to yeah, get, go ahead i had to get i had to get creative with the 90s movie okay. because you you know you uh limited the number of categories and mm-hmm. you know said don't mess with my cat you know don't mess with my columns mm-hmm. and all so i had to get I had to get creative to kind of like, you know, fit within, you know, the, the, the limitations. Okay. Okay. Are you, are you happy with your nineties pick? Oh, I'm very happy with it. Okay. Like I said, I was, I was agonizing over Mm -hmm. it because, you know, you, you wanted us to have um, two quotes, Yeah. right? And so I filled the column out uh, several times, uh, several different times myself. My final solution was, shall we say creative?
1: I do. I, mm, given the movie you chose,
0: I don't know if you want to say final solution. Good that's, point. That might be a little bit Good of a point. spoiler, but you know, that's that's <laughs> right. Well, not necessarily because I, yeah, I did not pick Schindler, Schindler's okay. list. All right. So okay. fair enough.
1: All right. Well, um, we're not here to talk movie quotes this. Well, we probably will, uh, but we're not here to talk movie quotes this time. We're here to talk my blue heaven before we do that, though. Um, Again, I'm not sure there's too much movie news, but very, very quickly, let's just jump into some news real fast.
2: The news. Another action-filled adventure. The news.
1: All right, so this time around, um, I, the only news I've got, which I thought was kind of interesting, there have been some folks that have been posting up on Facebook and a couple of other places about drive-in movie theaters. And that was kind of like my solution Uh, a little while ago. I I don't know if I talked on one of our episodes or if I was just talking to somebody and I was like, you know, what would be perfect right now? Drive in movie theaters. Cause then we'd still get to see movies. Everybody can stay socially distanced and all that stuff. And I I think it'd be a great time for drive-in theaters to come back. And no sooner had I said that than I saw, you know, we've got a drive-in movie theater that's not too far away from us in McHenry, Illinois. And apparently they had been working towards a plan to open up. And then I guess the state or somebody said, no, you either, you're not essential or for some reason you can't open. So there's been kind of an online petition going around to try to get that opened up. But I've seen in a couple of other States that there are drive-in movie theaters are actually doing really well right now because they, you know, other theaters have closed down. So would you, I don't know if, we, I don't think we talked about this on one of the other episodes. If, we were to go that route where more drive-in theaters were starting to open up again. And if that ended up being, you know, kind of the future of movie theaters, you know, if, if, I don't know, let's say, let's say these viruses became a daily, not daily, but a more regular part of our lives going forward. um, Would that be an acceptable alternative for you to go to drive-in movie theaters? Or, or do you like that? Because I know a lot, of, a lot of theaters are doing the, uh, the view at home options, and I haven't done that with any of the newer, like the ones that should have come out in theaters. I haven't done any of that yet. I know AMC and a few others, you could buy, you know, a, a ticket, quote-unquote ticket, to see the movies for like 20 bucks in your home. Um, given the choice between those, for me, I think I'd choose the drive-in movie theater. But what say you, gentlemen?
2: I tend to want to go to a movie theater for the mm-hmm. auditory experience. Um, when I'm in my car far away from that screen, I don't know that it's, I don't know that I'm feeling the same big screen experience I feel at the theater. And then in your car, I don't think the audio is as good. Like for me, the, the choice to go to a theater and spend the money tends to be around a um, a movie that I want to hear bigger. So I, I think if given the choice, I'd probably pick at home more. That being said, I love going to the drive in once a summer, so I'm in. And I'd probably go twice instead of once because, you know, I couldn't go to a normal theater. But if given the choice between the two, if the pricing were similar, et cetera, et cetera, I'd probably end up at home. Um but that has to do a little bit with the fact that you know I've got the surround sound system dialed in the way I like it. My seat is the important seat as far as the sound system is concerned, you know, that sort of
0: thing. So that has a little to do with that for me. Oh, do you have the speakers like totally you know set so the sound waves uh fit in your room and all that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, I did the auto calibration, tweaked it a little That's bit cool. more. You know, I'm actually I'm actually due for an upgrade. Um to the upstairs living room system and then I want to take the sound bar set up from upstairs and bring it downstairs that is the one concession I made to size of house exposed wires I used to have a system that had all mm-hmm. individual speakers um, but we reconfigured the living room and the only way to really do it was with a sound bar so I did have to I did have okay. to give into
0: that wow that's um, pretty cool man not yeah yeah I enjoy it
3: But
2: that's again. That's just me. I, you
3: know. Yeah, for me, I mean, yeah, I would de- definitely miss the actual in theater experience. Um, I, I feel like the the drive in theater is sort of like a not not a novelty, but it's just like like you said, it's summer. Couple times a thing. A certain type of movies geared towards that, but I can't imagine being like just engrossed in a really good like drama or thriller at a at a, um, at a probably at a drive in. That's more like your your big kind of action, maybe do an action film, or you could do something funny, Your comedies are good, you know, like kind of uh, not quite B-horror type of films, but something that was top-notch, it's like it needs to be in the theater, and if it was that case and I only had the choice of the drive-in or the house, I would do the house for those, more importantly.
2: That's a good point. Like, drive-ins were always good for like that romantic comedy, like having a good time kind of movie.
3: And that's you got other point. people with you, you know, you're sure. doing like, you got like, you know, maybe a group of friends with or your whole family, whatever, but it's like the theater is more of a kind of a, just a different, just a whole different atmosphere and vibe that's can't be yeah. replaced.
1: Yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I think in the house you've got like you were saying, you've got control over the audio. You've got control over the lighting. You've got all that stuff is just so much easier to, um, you know, to be able to manage and I, frankly, my last experience at a drive-in was not great. The speakers were pretty bad. Um, I think that one, I want to say the next to last time I went, they actually had the little speakers that you, you know, pulled into your window and, and rested them in your car. Um, but one of the other ones that we went to, I want to say it was, might have been around the time that we first moved to Illinois. And I don't know if it was the McHenry Theater or not, but I feel like we went to go see Men in Black. Um, I think it might've been the first men in black movie. I got to remember what, what year that came out, but, um, if it was around 95, I think we went to go see that at the drive-in and you had to, you tuned your radio to a particular channel and that's how you got the audio. And it was not good at all. Like it was very hard to hear. I wonder if that was the Gray's Lake one. Cause they used to Oh, that. you know what? I bet it was. I don't think we would have gone out to, I don't remember going out to McHenry. I remember it being somewhere that was fairly close by.
3: At the very worst, I mean, instead of closing down or not, I'm going to, you just limit the amount, you know, because you have all those theaters. A lot of them have big amounts of theaters. You just go with bigger, bigger movies, put them in more theaters, and just leave gaps of space between people, you know, like bigger space, like seats, like there's two empty seats between yeah. every person, something like that. I think the
2: real fear with that is enforcement. Yeah. What do you do? Do you take the seats out to physically enforce it? Do you... I think it's that's what's going to be one of the hardest things about the return to normalcy. They could
3: put man, they could put mannequins in each of the seats in oh, between. Yeah, That'll a... give you the full theater there experience it is. too.
0: Yeah, depend. I like yeah. it. Well, it, <laughs> that's awesome. it it is, and I know we're not. Uh, I think uh, I don't think we're necessarily, you know, going to become the, um, you know, the infectious disease podcast uh, and, and I'm not going to pass myself off as an expert, but it, it by any means, but I mean, it, it seems like kind of along to your guys' points, that seems to be the big hang up is that, yeah, I mean that, you know, obviously, you know, if you're standing in line at the ticket counter or the concession counter, okay. Are we standing six feet away from the people? But then also, you know, we're not a hundred percent sure how it spreads. Like if some guy was, you know, coughing on the seat. Now I lay back and the, think that the, the virus is still on the seat back and then you know like it you know there's even if you're spaced out with the people around you what about the previous showing was someone in there that had the and, and all that kind of stuff
2: how confident are you that a movie theater can disinfect properly it's well cloth seats and that's that's that piece of it there's a lot there's a lot of levels there that just make me twitchy and
0: and i mean you know the, the hard part too is that, that you know. We, 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 we kind of don't, we're kind of getting, we're at the level where we don't know what we don't know, which is still kind of scary because it's like, I could, like, and that's the thing that I can't wrap my head around is it's like, okay, I could have no symptoms but be a carrier. Hmm. You know, I mean, typhoid marriage. Yeah. So I, that's kind of the, the, the piece with opening up the theaters is, is it's, it's like the, can you keep people far away from each other? That's only half the bat, you know, that's only, part of the battle. if
1: there's anything I've learned from the naked gun movies is there are ways to protect yourself.
0: Oh yeah. There are ways to stay <laughs> safe. So yeah. Yeah. Yes, there are. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna uh, real quick uh uh you know throw in my opinion. I'm gonna swim upstream with the uh other three of you and I, I'm gonna say I like the outdoor theaters. I like the drive in. And uh like I don't and and I don't know if they're all like this but I've gone a lot to the McHenry one, and yeah, the McHenry one has the radio that you tune. Um, and uh, we actually had a car battery go dead, so now I just bring my old school like boombox radio and a, a bunch of the D-cell batteries, and I just I turn the car completely off and just put the radio up there. And um, I got to be honest with you, I, uh, I I get sucked into the nostalgia of that, and I'll I'll say that I I totally hear what you're saying. I mean I, I mean the experience of being in a theater. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like going to see 1917 or going to see Dunkirk or going, y- you name it. I mean, th- you know, there's a point where it's just like, oh, I got to see that in the theater. But honestly, I drive back to those, uh, those drive-ins. And as you're driving in and just the way the sound and the commercials they're playing and the music that they're playing, it's like that, that hits me almost more than like going to a theater hits me like you know the theaters thing is go big or go home for me it's just like man I feel like I could I feel like I'm driving into the set of American Graffiti and that does it for me so I I'm sorry I get you know no and, th-
1: no, and, it's and, and I'm there with you I mean I the only the only reason I would say you know the, the is the at-home experience is you can control a lot of the other stuff and you can have probably better quality but if the you know I, I would love to do the drive-in theater thing if, if I felt like if there were more drive-in theaters close by, you know, it, it right. would at least not that I, not that I go to movies as much as I want to during the year anyway, but I could see making it at least like a, you know, a couple times a year kind of thing to go to the drive-in uh, yeah. or something like that. And yeah, um, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of there with you too. I mean, I given the choice between the two, if, if you told me movie theaters are closing down, your only option is either watch it at home and have a, a really great mm-hmm. setup at home or watch it at mm-hmm. a drive-in, then I'd probably say, you know what, uh, let's do let's do drive-in because I'm all for the experience of, you know, it, we watch Netflix and Hulu and other stuff at home and I'm, I'm right. you know, that all is fine. Um, when I want to right. go to a movie, part of it is that experience like you're saying of, well, I'm, I'm, I'm here with other people, like even though we're in separate cars, yeah. I'm, I'm here with other people. This is kind of a, a communal thing that we're doing together and it's right. just,
0: I don't know, it's just kind of
1: cool. And there's a nostalgia factor
0: too. Yeah. And and like I said, man, as soon as I'm driving into the parking lot, I I love my car, but the Honda Accord doesn't do it. Like I'm immediately thinking like, oh, man, I need a I need a 55 Chevy. Um, And I I would get I would get like the flat black or primer black paint with like, you know, uh, or a John Milner you know, the Deuce Coupe or like, that's what I need to be driving into this right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'll crank up, like I'll I'll have all my playlists from music from the fifties and sixties and stuff just cranking. And it's just like, dude, this is, this is really wicked awesome. So uh, yeah, I, I, I hear, I hear, I hear what you guys are saying though, totally. Um, the only thing is by the time the second movie is done, I'm so doggone tired. It's hard to get home. So I wish they had like, you know, you can, you can, you can just camp in your car for like three hours. You know, you can like when the second show is done, you're allowed to sleep from like, you know, midnight till three o'clock in the morning. And then I wake up, drive home. That'd be awesome. You're
1: so, going to fall asleep in a movie no matter where and what time. and.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's yeah. No. You fell asleep talking about me. I was going to say, I fell asleep in the podcast. If
3: it was a drive drive in, actually, you could probably run during the movie, Pat, with some headphones on and just watch the movie (laughs) while you're running laps around the watch. Oh,
1: now you're talking. You know what? You know what? (laughs) If you could, you could pipe in the sound. Maybe they'd have a way to set it up so you could pipe yeah, it I in through some like up, Bluetooth, Bluetooth,
3: yeah, yeah, like some Bluetooth wireless yeah. earbuds or something. And there's yeah. a guy running around mm-hmm. every other lap. He grabs some popcorn.
1: They could have they could well, have a couple you, of rows instead of cars. They could have a couple of rows of like treadmills or something like that. And
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, they, they do <laughs> they do broadcast it. You know, because at the McHenry one, they have the speakers mm-hmm. that you can set in your yeah. car, but they do broadcast it on the radio. And my 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 uh, phone actually has an FM an FM oh, tuner on it and the head and the earbuds function as the aerial. Johnny just gave me a and great uh, idea,
3: man. Let's open go. up let's, a business. Good. I was just gonna say theater, but you have stationary bikes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you
3: have treadmills and mm-hmm. then you have your cars yeah. and you have all your different options there. And then boom, there, there you go. People come in, they sit in the treadmills, and you get served right there. Yeah. You're getting health in there. It'll be a big thing. People come out, they're spaced out.
0: I'm I'm game. If any of you got, when they open it up, like I'll contact McHenry and just say, "Hey, is there a section where I'm not going to annoy people? Can can we just like burn some laps while we do this?" Um, so we do our
1: random recommendation. Uh, so very very quickly, uh, just you know maybe some real quick recommendations. Do you guys have anything? Anything that you have? you know, any experiences, anything you've read, anything you've watched, anything, anything that you want to just throw out there as a random recommendation, I will go ahead and get us started. I think we were talking about this real quick before we started recording. Um, I signed up for a the free trial and then I kept it going after the free trial of the DC Universe streaming service. And at, and at first I thought, yeah, I don't know if there's enough on here. Like after the free trial is done, you know, for me to, for me to keep it because it's only a one week free trial. And I was like, yeah, there's only so much you can watch during one week. And yeah, we'll we'll see. And I started to kind of dig into it a little bit. And they've got some of the older TV shows. Like they've got the old, uh, was it 1975 Wonder Woman TV show? They've got um, like the old George Reeves Superman. They've got the old uh, Superboy show from like the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, but the one that I've really been enjoying is the Titans show. Um and so basically what it is, it's it's uh, Robin has grown up and he doesn't want to be Robin anymore. And if you're familiar with the comics, there was a stretch of time where Robin, you know, left Batman because he felt like he felt like he didn't want to become he didn't want to grow up to be Batman. He wanted to be his own person. And he ultimately ended up changing his superhero name and becoming something different. And then he led this team of you know, younger heroes that had previously been sidekicks to kind of become their own thing. And it's actually been really good. Um, it is, it's definitely R rated. Um, so it's, it's not a kid's show. It, it doesn't go along with the other uh, like Arrow and Flash and, and any of those, but um, it's really kind of cool. And if you watched any of the crossover stuff that they did last year, I think it was last year with Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, all of those, I think there was a quick, um, a quick little snippet when they were going through some images from the different universes in the multiverse. I think they did a quick little snippet of the uh, Titans team that was in one of those episodes. I think you saw them in part of that. Um, it's, but it's been a really cool. good show. I've really enjoyed it. The The downside is you can only watch it through the DC universe thing, which is like eight bucks a month. Um, but you know, if you've got some time and if you want to watch some comic book centric shows, then you probably pick it up for a month and then just drop it after that. But that one's been really good. I've I've really enjoyed that one. So that one would be my random recommendation. If my kids were sharing a random recommendation, I've gotten them hooked on the um, flash TV show that started in 2014 because we, we started to, when we got DC universe, we started to watch the first few episodes of the nineties show of the 1990 Mm -hmm. flash show. And they love that. Kids love that. And then All of a sudden, I was like, "Well, then, I got to show you the new one." And as soon as I showed them the new one, now it's like every time we sit down to have lunch every day, every time we're about to have dinner, they're like, "Can we, can we the living room? Can we? I gotta, I gotta watch one more. Like, can we just watch one more?" And so we've kind of been averaging like two episodes a day at this point. That's awesome. Is
0: is this is this the Flash? That's like the latest one. The part of the Arrowverse. Latest one, yeah, yeah. So no, they
1: they are completely hooked on that show now. And uh, Nora actually in some of the her answers to the three questions that we've got for our next couple of episodes, um, sometimes her answer was, I don't know, d- does the Flash have a scene with that in it? Because I would like to pick the Flash. I was like, I-, I don't know. I'm sure somebody dances in the Flash. I don't know. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So that's mine. Titans on the DC Universe online service. That would be my random recommendation for this time.
3: Okay, I got Nice. I'll, nice. I'll go with two yeah i haven't done it's oddly enough throughout this i've done less tv and less movies than i, than I think most people have done <clears throat> um but there's two series that i picked up and uh, one was kind of stumbled across one was hunter actually stumbled across it first and i'm we're getting through the episodes we just have to get it back to we'll be watching more of it but uh, one is kingdom i don't know if you've seen kingdom and that's with the, uh, the south korean and oddly enough it has to do with the plague and and, and it's sets, you know, dates back as far as the setting and stuff. So that one's pretty, pretty decent so far. And then the other one is the Ricky Gervais um, afterlife. Okay. Which is if you're, a, I don't know if you're a fan of him or not, or his style, or whatever, but it's the the quips and the, and it's, it's, it's actually, it, he goes, his setups, you know, right from the first start is basically he's a, he's a guy dealing with uh, the grief of his wife who died of cancer. Mm -hmm. um it's got like it's funny but it's uh it's a little bit sweet at times but it's also got like this very serious how did a person go through the stages of grief so for him it's he even said it like he thinks it's one of the best things he's done so but we're 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 up into that uh me and Autumn have been watching that so
2: this is sort of time specific like in these covid uh pandemic times that we're in but um on YouTube, John Krasinski's been doing a thing once a week called Some Good News. Mm-hmm. And I think he's on episode five now, but there's been some really fun stuff on there. Cool. Um, there was a kid who wasn't going to get to see Hamilton, so they were able to surprise her with a thing I want to give away because it's worth a watch, but just some good stuff and, and a different take on it. And it's a little chance to see John Krasinski do something different. It's kind of fun. Cool.
0: Very Cool well i'm gonna throw in a a netflix documentary on um the uh first african american uh racing driver that qualified for the Indy five hundred and it's about the the guy's name is um um willie t ribs and um the, the the name of the documentary is uppity the willie t ribs story and uh you know uppity being a, a uh <laughs> pretty offensive term uh uh when describing an african-american uh person um i can't say enough good things about this movie i i can't i actually watched it twice like i watched it was like i can't believe what i just saw watched it again and then the next night i was telling tammy about it got excited turned it on just because i wanted to watch like one or two scenes and watched it again so in the space of 24 hours i watched it three times um and it's not it's not time that I want back, like I'll probably watch it maybe once a week um until something else comes along i was I was so taken by it um he is an incredibly compelling and charismatic person, and um w- what to say about it? The footage is incredible um so it, it just kind of gets behind the scenes and so shows you clips of of um you know racing and all that. it almost does. In a way, what the movie Glory did with the Civil War, where not only does it show you, um, you know, the first uh, uh, the first black combat regiment, but it also just kind of overall kind of gives you almost like a, a documentary of what the Civil War was like. And that's what I got from this. Not, not only is it talking about everything he had to overcome uh, being an African-American driver in a, let's be honest, an all-white sport primarily, and... Um, how do you say this delicately? Racing can sometimes tend to have people that are a little bit more, you know, uh, not necessarily the most forward thinking and open minding, especially some of the series that he ended up in. Um, and um, he 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 went head up against a, a whole lot of racism and it, it was pretty amazing, you know, what he did. And I gotta tell you, they really made efforts to get uh, all the right people that uh, to interview in this documentary, and they had they had like uh, Bobby Unser, they had Al Unser Jr., they had Bernie Ecclestone, the guy that was the head of Formula One for a while. They had um, uh, David Hobbs, they had Wally Dallenbach Jr. I mean these, I mean it was really a well put together documentary, and um, uh, it's 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 awesome, and it's 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 a story that needs to be told, and I'll tell you the last ten minutes. I would put that with probably some of the best racing footage in any movie, any place, some of the most dramatic, uh, when, when he's, when he, and I don't want to give anything away. So I'll just say, uh, it's a certain part of the racing thing and it's, it, it's worth the two hours just to watch that last 10 minutes. It's like, I mean, you'll be on the edge of your seat. I was crying. I can't, I mean, it was, it was amazing. And, um, so check it out. The Willie T Ribbs story on Netflix And uh, on a side note, it's interesting because on our Days of Thunder conversation, we were talking about how much of this really happens. Like, if you blow an engine, will another team really give you an engine? And okay, so those two guys got in rental cars. Is that stuff really going to happen? Well, after watching this documentary, he went ahead and confirmed it, that those things happened. And and, uh, the way he put it was that what you saw in Days of Thunder when the two of them were running the cars into each other... He said, yeah, that, that was, that was pretty tame compared to what he and his teammate did to a couple of rental cars. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I, like I said, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing watching. So that's my, that's my weekly recommendation is the, uh, the Willie T. Ribs story on Netflix. Right on. That sounds cool. Oh, it's, it's, it's cool. It's really cool.
1: So our movie this time around is My Blue Heaven, came out on the 17th of August, 1990, was rated PG-13, had a runtime of one hour and 37 minutes, uh, directed by Herbert Ross, who died in 2001. He also directed The Secret of My Success, Footloose, and Steel Magnolias. Producers on this one were also Ross uh, and Anthea Silbert. Ross also produced The Secret of My Success. Silbert produced Wildcats and Overboard. Writer was Nora Ephron. She died in 2012. She also wrote When Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, and Michael. Cinematography was done by John Bailey, who also did Groundhog Day and In the Line of Fire. Music by Ira Newborn, who did Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Naked Gun Movies, and Mall Rats. Uh, budget for this one, couldn't actually find the budget for this one, but it did find the box office. It was $23.6 million, So did not do a whole lot in the box office. Uh, flick metrics which combines Rotten Tomatoes IMDB and letterbox scores gives an average score of 58% for this one cinema score gives it a B minus starring Steve Martin who played Vincent Vinnie Antonelli he was also in Roxanne the Jerk and Father of the Bride Rick Moranis played Barney Cooper Smith he was in Spaceballs Little Shop of Horrors and Parenthood Joan Cusack was Hannah Stubbs she was in Working Girl Runaway Bride School of Rock Melanie Mayron played Crystal Ryback She was in the TV show 30 something and a movie called snapshots. Bill Irwin played Kirby. He was in interstellar and eight men out. Carol Carol Kane played Shaldeen. She was in the princess bride and Scrooged William Hickey who died in 1997 played Billy Sparrow. He was in the name of the Rose and Christmas vacation and Deborah Rush played Linda. She was in you've got mail and the purple Rose of Cairo. Here is the trailer and we'll be back in just a moment. (laughs)
2: former gangster vincent vinnie antonelli i'm a new man is being placed under federal protection not the old me hidden in suburbia this is the new me assigned his own personal fbi agent now this is a real nice house it's one of the nicest we've ever moved anyone like you into hey linda what do you think I always promised you a nice house somewhere
3: in America.
2: Let's not get carried away, okay, Vinny?
3: It's gonna be a lot easier if you two start calling each other Terry and Todd.
2: It's a nice house, Terry, okay? No, you're Terry and he's Todd. Well, we'll we'll call. Thanks for everything. I really appreciate it. Even if not. This is my job. I get paid. You don't tip FBI, man. Sure you do. That leads you to mine. The
3: man is a government asset. He has to testify at two major mob trials in
2: New York in the immediate future. Being in the witness protection program may save Vinny's life. I just want you to keep your nose clean. Capice. You trying to say capiche? Well, don't do it because it hurts my ears when you do it. But who's going to save the suburbs from Vinny? You know, it's a dangerous for you to be here in the frozen food section.
3: Why
2: is that? Because you could melt all this stuff. The comedy that asks the question can an urban boost find a suburban book? Would you like to try a vanilla brand oat crunchy? What do you think? Steve Martin, Rick Moranis. Have a nice day. Stop yours. <laughs>
1: All right. So um our our first question is usually how does this movie make you feel? So i I'll, we'll follow it up with when was the first time you saw this movie and how many times have you seen this movie? But let's start with that one. Just like one word or one quick phrase. How does
0: this movie make you feel? Amused. I, I felt good after watching it. I mean I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. It was fun. Conflicted.
3: Conflicted. Okay. Yeah it, it, it's it, I mean I, I I'll probably explain this when I start talking about the movie some more but um it's it's the viewing of back what I remember when I first saw this movie and then watching okay. it just the other day with my kid so okay when I say conflicted it's like I want to say amused but then I also want to kind of throw in uh, did, you know like if your question is did it hold up as well as I remember it as a kid so I'm conflicted because okay. my Answer was like, "Whoa, going in like, yeah, we're gonna watch My Blue Heaven." I love this movie, and then afterwards, it was kind of like, not quite as good as I re- remembered remembering it as. Fair enough, but I yeah, I, I want to like yeah,
1: from,
2: it for me,
3: and I do like yeah. it. It's not that I don't like it; it just I I think yeah, I had, it just wasn't the same. And some of that possibly has to do with the reaction too of like the kids watching it. It felt very comfortable.
1: I always kind of feel that way with a lot of Nora Ephron's movies. It's there, maybe not super risky movies um you know maybe they don't do a whole lot that's necessarily innovative but they're just they're just fun comfortable funny movies
3: now so i don't think any of us answered did you ask the question of when do we see this
1: no that All i was gonna ask right, that right now it. so when when did you see it for for me this was actually the first time i saw this
3: okay. pat oh okay. no so,
0: yeah same yep yep okay. same
3: i first had time. seen it
1: god
2: a long time ago and since then in spurts. I don't know that I'd sat for a whole sitting of this movie in a long time. I had a tendency to come in at the motel scene when they're supposed to be Canadians a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just timing wise, clicking around on TV. Oh, that's this movie. And then I would spend about five minutes trying to remember what that movie was. This was before guides on the screen and all that stuff um i used to confuse it with little shop of horrors all the time for no real good reason um first time i'd seen it all the way through in a while though but i saw it many moons ago and i think my dad yeah. liked it or something
3: See, and i think that's okay so i saw it i was 19 and we saw it not at the theater but we saw it on you know vhs rental whatever at the time and it was a family movie. We all saw all of tour together. My dad loved it. Like, we all liked it. We liked Rick Moranis. We liked, you know, a lot of um, uh, Steve Martin, obviously. So it was, I have that kind of memory of it. And then, like you said, I've seen maybe bits and pieces along the way, occasionally here or there, um, but I can never seem to find it. Like It, it wasn't at the, the library, I think, for the longest time. I could never get it, like find it. Now that cable's back out, you could obviously get it, but it's not on Netflix or the other one. We had, you know, we actually rented it um, for like the two ninety nine or something like that to watch it. So it was like a movie that I I kind of always wanted to show to the kids and show a little bit earlier, like you know, five five years ago maybe even. So, but yeah, so I was nineteen and I saw it a long time ago then. So when it first kind of came out,
1: yeah, I, this was the first time I had watched it. I I don't think I recall any. You know, sometimes I will have seen bits and pieces of it, or I I may have been a really long time ago. I don't recall much of anything about this movie. Um, The funny thing was Sharon was watching it with me. We didn't watch it with the kids, but Sharon was watching it with me. And she's like, oh, I've actually seen this movie a lot. Um, And so she remembered, I mean, she pretty vividly remembered that she had seen this movie several times. um, Because, you know, there were, there were almost scenes where she could almost start to quote stuff, even though she probably hadn't seen it in many years.
3: I remembered lines. I remembered scenes. I remember the whole movie, actually, even though I haven't seen it since I was 19. And that's been a while. So it's like, I I remembered so many bits and pieces. Maybe that's the other thing. I don't know. Because then when you see something a lot, it becomes less, a little bit less. I mean, some movies become a little less. It's not like a, it's not like a Caddyshack where you can just keep replaying Caddyshack and it's like funny every time. It starts Mm -hmm. to kind of wane a little bit when you start to see it. And and, and that's the thing. That's why I said when I'm saying, conflicted over it. But I I quote, there's a quote I do every, I was telling the kids this too. I go, there's a quote from here, you know, and it was a pickup line, which was played just recently. I said, I I play that, I say that so often. It's one of the most common, and here's the scary part. When do I say it? I say it in the grocery store. I go, it's a pickup line I use. And they go, who do you use it on, my kids? I go, myself. (laughs) And I go, you know, I just happen to be walking through it. Anytime I'm at like target in the freezer section, I just kind of start mumbling to myself hey, you know, it's dangerous for you to be, you know, as I start going through the whole thing, because you can melt all this stuff. And then, you know, I just say it to myself, and I reject myself. Um, it doesn't work on me. Um, but... Uh,
1: well, that's why, that's why it was fun for me to... Oh, but Dennis, that's why it was so much fun for me to finally see this movie, because now I understand that when you used to say that to me all the time, I really understand it now. Like, I get it. I know what my kids feel like when I quote movies, and they're like, oh,
3: that's where you got that from. <laughs> So, yeah. so Good to know now. But that's definitely one I use as an time.
2: So, that's where you get it from. My wife and I had been dating for, I don't even think it was a month. We went to a bar with some friends, and it was a friend's girlfriend's birthday. The three of us might have had a few cocktails, and it might have been karaoke night. So, we might have done the scene from Top Gun. I hate it when she does that, that scene. And my wife had never seen Top Gun at the time. She thought it was the greatest thing that three people had ever done to celebrate somebody's birthday. Fast forward, maybe three years.
1: Please tell me she's never seen Top Gun.
2: <laughs> finally sit her down to watch Top Gun and she just looks at me. What? It's like, you got there from a movie? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You thought we came up with that in the state we were in? You've got to be kidding.
3: Awesome. You should have reversed that awesome. and said, man, the movie stole this off me. Yeah. Right? Wow. <laughs> Copyright. I'm calling my lawyer. When,
1: when was this thing made? I don't know. It was like five years ago. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's a new release. I don't know so what so, what is it that works about this movie? and uh, Dennis, you said you're a little conflicted, so we'll get into it you said when you watched it younger, you really enjoyed it. Yeah. so before we get into you know, did this movie hold up uh, things like that, what is it about this movie that does work for each of you
0: well I, I, I'm gonna you know the, the, all, all the all the news that isn't covid nineteen has been talking about the NFL draft in the last couple of days so i'm gonna I'm gonna do like an I'm gonna do an nFL or i'm gonna I'm gonna do a little football reference and and uh I'll probably like mess it up so you guys bring me back when I get it wrong but it it kind of it kind of seems to be like when they call one of the uh 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 like a running play and they hand the ball off and and the running back doesn't try to find a hole in the line or try and go like you know like just straight through it, but they run one of those sweepers all the way to the sidelines right where they try to get and it's sort of like Wow, there's a lot of running, but what is this gonna end up? Is there gonna this is gonna end up being like back to the line of scrimmage and he's tackled? Like I I I can't see that you know what I'm saying? Like and so when I started watching this movie, that's what I felt. And I was kind of getting all wound up to say, yeah, guys, I I didn't I didn't like this one. And I was kind of as I was watching it, it was just like, wow, it just I know that they're doing a parody, so it's like they're doing cardboard cutouts kind of thing you know, of these characters, but it's like, it's just not doing it for me. And and I was like, wow, it's Rick Moranis. And it's, it's Steve Martin. These guys are great. What, what am I struggling? And I just kind of in my head said, okay, the football play, they're running for the sideline. There's a lot of running, but nothing, there's no positive yards. They're going to go. And it's just, this, this movie isn't going to go. And then all of a sudden, and it was I don't know exactly what it was. I don't know what clicked, but it was all of a sudden when the two, like Rick Moranis and Steve Martin did their road trip to New York or plane trip to New York. And then some of the stuff on the plane, and then they go dancing. And I don't know if it was that 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 um, that Latin theme that was playing. I don't know what it was. But from that point on, it was like, okay, all of a sudden the running back broke and started making positive yardage. And suddenly this movie – I. I couldn't stop I was it was laugh out loud like I was watching it and I had to like you know it was late at night I had to like cover up my face cuz I was going to wake the family up and it was it was suddenly a turn and um I've only seen it once so I guess I have to go back and watch and see where that turned but in answer to your question once that it made that pivot and the movie started gaining positive yardage I realized like this is Rick Moranis and it's Steve Martin and this this is this is hilarious And, uh, just all the things that he did were funny, um, especially, especially, you know, when, when, um, you know, just some of the things that he was saying, some of the lines that he was saying, you know, the conversations on the, uh, on the airplane, um, you know, when they get back to this, when they get back to the town and he has to kind of like build the baseball field real quick, you know, and he's kind of, he's like always conning people I, that whole thing it just made me laugh and again I've only seen it the once so I can't tell you well the humor did this and suddenly it was funny but it was it was very much like the first half was kind of meh and then all of a sudden it pivoted and from that point from their road trip from the dance on i I was really entertained I really enjoyed it
1: Pat I, I want to start off by congratulating you on a surprisingly cogent football metaphor
0: hey did that yeah. work I, I'm
1: proud of you right I'm, Right. Someone's been
3: like, you Right, right? up on sports you got, for the quarantine. I know. I know. I, I, yeah, you
1: pretty, you pretty I was, much, you gonna, pretty much got all the terminology right. So
0: I, I did what I could. Yeah. The other one I was going to say, and it was a li- I was going to talk about getting a, a, when you get a grand slam in soccer, but I, you know, I just, yeah. um, that would have been like, you know, like a, like a, like a knockout punch in tennis or right. something. I, you can't, you can't well, mix when, that when you stuff. get red
1: carded in golf, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of stuff so you never know in this day and age they might figure out how to do that that's that's true that's That's right um for me i think it was i think it's steve martin's ridiculousness um just i mean him with the the horrible italian accent um and just (laughs) and just from from moment one the fact if it was anybody else if it wasn't steve martin if it was anybody else i think i would have been like uh This is, this is going to be rough. Like if the whole movie is going to be this way, this is going to be rough, but knowing Steve Martin and knowing his stand-up style and knowing, having seen him in so many other movies, I just, I watch that and I go, you know what? No, this is going to be fun. Because Steve Martin is just, he's absurd. He's silly. um, But this is going to be fun. So I, I think if it was anyone other than him, I probably wouldn't have liked the movie as much. So that part of it, I mean, and and his, the lines he throws out in this movie are just, it's hilarious. It's like when he starts telling all the stories, like all the different lies he comes up with to try to get out of stuff. It's just, and it's funny to know that this was loosely based on the, on a real person. And I was like, I I don't know if you guys saw that or not. It's it's loosely based on the same person that Goodfellas is based on. Henry Hill. Yeah. So I don't know just some of the stuff he throws out here when he's st- I, I pulled up a couple of them. I just I wanted to I want to make sure I got them right when he starts talking about the uh, the kids getting a bicycle on Christmas morning. Yeah, they like five, five o'clock Christmas morning. I run downstairs. No I look under the tree and what do I find? Uncle Al Fresco dead on the floor shot through the back of the head. <laughs> Plus no bicycle. And no, yeah, it was no a bike. disappointing Christmas on many levels. <laughs> And just everything, <laughs> just the whole thing about his character. You know, when he's going through the, when he's in the grocery store and there's like, if there's anything you need, arugula. I haven't had arugula in six weeks. And I, I don't know, just the whole, his whole character. But it, but if it had been anyone else,
0: I don't know if I would have liked the movie as much. It is that the one, and I, I might be getting mixed up with the other movie, but isn't that the one where the they walks in and it's, hello, sir, have a great day. And he looks at him and it's like, whatever the more r-rated yeah. equivalent yeah, of forget yeah, you or right. something that, <laughs> he yeah. just yelled at it's yeah. just like oh my god that's hilarious yeah. oh man would you
1: like to try an oat brand what do you think <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's, that's right that's right and i just love it. and oh, I, I love gosh. when he grabs
1: the uh when he grabs the price gun and just starts you know pricing everything and he goes any he these he got all yeah, the stakes when he gets up there and what are they like 37 cents thir- like each yeah, each? yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I I got to say the experience of going to a grocery store lately and they've got all the signs up of like, you know, limit one per family, one put in all that other stuff. I'm like, ah, you know what? I just, I watched this movie. I was like, ah, I just, I want to mess with their signs. Like I, I just, I want to, yeah. I want to get, I want to do that price gun thing. I want to walk out of here with, you know, $50 worth of steaks for 52 cents.
0: You know, and it's, it's, you mentioned Steve Martin and, and, uh, after seeing like a lot of interviews and, and, um, Well, yeah, interviews and specials on Steve Martin and and him seeing him on that comedians and cars getting coffee program. Like he is such an intellectually sound guy. I mean, he's such a, a brilliant person that just thinks about his craft. Now, when you look at this character, it's like, yeah, because he probably totally invented that. And he probably he's so good because he knows exactly how much ridiculousness to put in where it's still believable, but fits in the bounds of the movie. You know what I'm saying? You Dennis, have you done, um, you've done some of those masterclass
3: things, yeah. haven't you? The one, I've done the one with the yeah, screenwriting.
1: Okay. Have you done any, have you seen the one with Steve? Martin? I have
3: not. No, me and, okay. me and I've s- thought about getting that one or something and splitting it and watching it, but we didn't.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've seen the ads for that one and it, it just, it looks hilarious, it does, but yeah. it's, it's the mixture of, you know, him and his style of humor, but, also sitting down and walking you through it in a very intellectual and calculated way saying, hey, hey, here's, here's why I do the things that I do and here's why it's been successful for me. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I think in this movie, I, I think what works for me in this movie is the endearing qualities of the characters. So for me, it's going to be Steve Martin and it's going to be Joan Cusack. I think Joan Cusack gonna, is great yeah. in just about any movie she's in and especially this one, you know, I, I like the Rick Moranis character, but I, I think I just, I like her and Steve Martin the best out of all the characters in this movie. If, if I were to pick just a couple of them, I, I think those are the, the top ones for me. I could probably trade out just about anybody else, but the two of them, I think make this movie for me.
2: I think no one's already said, I think the the way Rick Moranis and Steve Martin work with each other, like there's just... You know, two good comedic actors playing off each other is gonna it's gonna work for most movies so
1: what about what doesn't work for you in this movie so what is it that does not work or Dennis, in, in your oh, case I, maybe you saw it a long time ago and now you've seen it again it doesn't seem to hold up
3: conflicted conflicted is a good word because i'm like everything you guys are saying is how i would answer it after seeing it the first time when i was 19 Everything you're saying, like the character, everything, like love it. The thing is, I think having and sitting and watching it with my kids and I somewhat, when I say I had somewhat built it up a little bit, maybe, maybe that was the problem. Then you're watching it and you're noticing you're not laughing as much as you typically would or are you know, like Hunter actually didn't like the movie. Autumn thought it was good. Okay. But not like, wow, great or anything. She said it was, it was okay. It was good. It was amusing. You know, kind of just, yeah. Okay. But I don't know if that's me building it up a little bit before, like, hey, we're gonna watch this movie, it was really good. I remember seeing him as a kid, Or some quotes in this movie I know, blah, blah, blah. And it's got Rick Moranis, Steve Martin in it. So I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's like, so then you're sitting there and I actually found myself, I'm not a big laugh out loud during a movie type of person, but it was one of those cases where I was rooting for the movie to be funnier for them than it was. And therefore, during certain mm-hmm. scenes where there was a laugh, you know, I, I noticed this happens a lot in theater. I don't know if uh, if Bo ever witnessed it. Like, like when I do the filming of a certain place, sometimes I'll be in the, you know, I'm in the back behind the soundboard and all the directors and everybody up there in the booth and they're watching it. And, and they will every night laugh louder and sometimes louder at a funny part to get the audience kind of into it. You know, like there's a joke and they've heard it 50 times through rehearsals. You know, it's not that funny for them right then. But they're going to laugh out loud kind of get the audience to laugh because it's kind of catchy. And I remember kind of catching myself yeah. doing that a little bit with them, like laughing a little bit out loud at some parts to kind of get them to be like, ah, see, it is funny. And I felt like that, like I was almost defending the movie to be funnier than it was for them. So if they weren't in yeah. the room, I probably would have still enjoyed it. I probably would have been a little bit mildly. Well, it wasn't as great as I remember, but it was still good. And I think I still would say it's still a good movie. I still would recommend it. It's just, I say conflicted yeah. because I have this, it didn't live up to my expectations for what I think I gave them it would be. So there's the conflicted part. But yeah, the, the lines, I mean, there's some yeah. definitely some hilarious lines in here. I, and, and I agree with Pat. Once the movie, I was almost more worried in the beginning because it didn't seem like it was going. Like I'm like, oh, wait, this, I remember this being funnier. And then after the dancing at the place, and now all of a sudden Rick Moranis' character completely changes, now all of a sudden it becomes, it, it picks up some steam.
0: Hey, uh Dennis, if you don't mind me asking, what um you said Autumn thought it was okay, but Hunter didn't like it. And they they're close to they're close to your age when you saw it. So if you don't mind me asking, what did they what did they not what, what did Hunter say like when he said, no, nah, not my reason. thing? He did just he have didn't a...
3: like Steve Martin? He'd like I don't know why he was like, Oh, I thought it wasn't that like he wasn't that funny or like or was it Rick Brannis? Wait. No, he was, I think it was, I think was Steve Martin. He said like he just didn't like I don't know. It was. Yeah. It just didn't like. He just. He said it was okay. It was just. It was. You know, nothing great. That it was gonna be better. He said the guy didn't. Have, yeah. And, and I don't think you he know got that, the fact that the accent was supposed to be. You know, it wasn't obviously it was supposed to be like a spot on. You know, it's a, it's a stereotypical yeah. mafia guy. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It. It, it wasn't supposed to yeah. be authentic. It's supposed to be exactly. Billy Boombots. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. 30, I, so I'm just gonna say that. It, it's, it's something that I remember that it came up um, when they did that Saturday Night Live retrospective a couple okay. of years back. And I remember that, that this came up when we started talking kind of about like the movie Ghostbusters and how does it hold yeah. up and all that. And that is that humor is a very generational thing. And sometimes it's very hard to find humor that like, you maybe grew up and that was the kind of humor and and it was the improvisational Saturday night live. And you know that, but once you get a generation or two removed from that, for whatever reason, it might not always click. And, um, it kind of, and another thing that came up is that, um, when we did our, I think it was, was it American tale or whatever, whatever one of the tearjerker cartoons about like, animals in a, in a, you know, coming to America thing. One of the things that we talked about was, would this movie hold up? And it was like, is the mafia and the mob as prevalent as a part of our society and yeah. movie and, and pop culture as it was back then. And so it's interesting because now you're talking with your kids and that's kind of two of the things that are ongoing discussion points is one is the humor, maybe just another generation. So it doesn't gel with, and two, is the mafia and mob kind of stuff, is it is it as prevalent a part of the pop culture that like your kids are consuming as it was like that we consumed and grew up with? I, I don't know if that, you know, applies. Or-
3: yeah, definitely. I mean, I think some, some, some of it is the generational thing of what they, their sense of, humor. you know, like I said at the end, I said, I, I see that it's funny. I have a sense of humor. And, and Hunter said to me, of course you have a sense of humor. Everyone thinks they do, even people who don't oof that's from the movie anyway that's from the movie dang
0: <laughs>
3: yeah yeah right 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 yeah i know i've used that quote hey. even people who don't of course you have a sense of humor yeah. everybody thinks they have a sense of humor um but i
0: <laughs> how about the what about never date a girl that's on a diet she's always crabby it's just like oh my god and he's telling the, the kids that he's telling yeah. that like, <laughs> hey is your mom on a diet my dad always said never date a broad that's on a diet or a lady or a broad, whatever that's on a diet because they're well, always crazy that i saw this movie, just like, like oh one,
3: literally God. probably the one time all the way through and then the second time but like i already saw things coming that like as i was watching i oh, here's the line i was finishing it you know the part. hey she's not yeah. my type i yeah. like them i don't know what uh, kind of dirty or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I don't know if it's just, yeah, I don't know if it's a, if you think about it, comedies today are very different than those, than those comedies overall, like the the 80s, mm-hmm. even the airplane, a lot of those are very different and some people will find them amusingly or a lot, I think a lot of times some kids don't get them or they don't get what they're doing. It's just a different, today's is a lot more crude kind of, I think overall, not that there's not ever crude stuff in those older ones. There's definitely innuendo, there's, but it's a lot more blunt, crude type of humor now versus I always wonder would they get a very Lewis movie and think it's funny, you know? So the generational thing, I mean, and my kids for the most part think a lot of the same stuff that I think overall is funny. I think this was just one of those where it was like, wow, this is different. They didn't quite respond the same way. Yeah. So it made my take of the movie a little bit less like oh, it didn't hold up the way I wanted to. I was trying to defend you, my blue heaven. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I couldn't. And, <laughs> You know, so therefore, that's the conflicted. So again, the, the the nineteen year old me, if I didn't watch this again, and I was just going on this podcast without watching the kids, I would be agreeing with everything you say, and I and I do, but if, and I wouldn't even be bringing up the word conflicted. I would just be going back, going, oh yeah, I remember that line. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was a great scene. If I didn't see it a second time, or if I would have watched it by myself, I think would have been different too. So it's interesting. I don't know, mm-hmm. and I know you guys all, you know. Like Pat, your kids are still younger, but you're going to start to, I think you see that as you go. It's an interesting dynamic of when you watch older films with kids, which ones hold up and which ones don't, which ones become classics, you know, which ones for for them as well and get passed on or which ones do they go, eh, not my thing, and disregard in that way. That one's going to be kind of lost forever. You know, like they're not going to, I don't see Hunter, you know, 20 years from now showing My Blue Heaven to his kids, you know, but there's other films that we've seen that are older that he will, you know, so yeah. It's just an interesting, yeah, you know, concept or dynamic, I guess, of watching movies. Right. And it, and it, it affects to... you. Like it's weird. It affects my experience of the movie because you kinda want your, you know, oh right. it's like when I went to, to like I remember they were in their you know, in their defense they were younger, but it's like when we went to um to uh Field of Dreams. Like mm. and, and I'm there in person. And for me it's like a holy experience, you know. <laughs> And I'm like emotional. And they're just like, hey, can we go now? And it's just like you just want to strangle them and go, You're not my kids. I want a DNA <laughs> test. <laughs> go ahead, just start walking. And it's like, what are they saying? They can't say this. The <laughs> yeah. guys, it's it's baseball. It's baseball. Field of dreams. And they're just they're like, Well, okay, yeah, it's a baseball field. Okay, let's go. Can we get some ice cream? <laughs> could be. <laughs> I'm it could sitting be great there stealing again. dirt from the outfield. <laughs> Hurry up. Well, I was,
1: I was happy that I did have to go somewhere a little bit earlier today and, and John just wanted to get out of the house. So he rode in the car with me and he stayed in the car and um, we had to sit and wait for a little bit for something. And, and while we were, I said, you know what? Because we were, we were joking around about something. I said, you know what? I need to show you something. I think you're almost old enough for this now. So we started to put on a couple of different uh, clips here and there from Life of Brian. Okay. Yeah. And I was and I was a little worried because I was like, all right, there have been times where I've shown some Monty Python stuff and he hasn't laughed. And like if he doesn't laugh at Life of Brian, there have been some scenes in, in Holy Grail when I've shown the kids a couple of scenes here and there from Holy Grail and they were not laughing. I was like, hmm, this is, you know, dad's going to have to leave you in a basket on somebody's doorstep um, because this may not work out. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you better start laughing if you want to eat tonight. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, I
3: don't know where you're. I you remember you, you asked me earlier. <laughs> it's,
1: you remember how both of you asked me earlier which one of you is my favorite? Yeah. Well, start laughing. <laughs> now is the audition.
3: Yeah, I mean it is. It's it, see, but that's the thing. Like Monty Python, Hunter loves Life of Brian and and Holy Grail, especially. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's totally like boom. Yeah. You know, so that's why it's a weird hitter or yeah. type of thing. I
1: have Bobby. a very good friend in Rome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm uh, Brian That too. was actually the scene. That that so was actually wife. the scene that I pulled up. <laughs> yeah, was, I'm yeah. Brian too.
3: <laughs> so <is> my wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did he say, "Blessed
1: are the cheese makers"? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is not the Life of Brian podcast, but
3: um, anyway, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's why it's conflicted. So, so I almost feel like say maybe mm -hmm. disregard that because I agree with everything. I'm just saying if you watch this movie with your kids when they're a little bit older, maybe it's going to be a different experience. I don't know. And it just brings up that whole idea of when you watch something, who you watch it with, what is the movie going experience like? I mean, you know, because of who you're surrounded with when you watch it. I don't know. I mean, if they would have loved it, I probably would have been like, oh, it wasn't maybe as great as I remember, but man, it's still a good movie. And I and that's what I would say overall mm-hmm. is that it's still a good movie.
1: That was like that happened when we watched uh, what was it, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Okay. Because in the in the back of my mind, I was like, Oh, I love this movie as a kid. This is a great movie. I can't wait to watch it and the kids are gonna love it. And we put it on and it was like the the parts that I remembered being funny as a kid, they weren't laughing at. I wasn't laughing at. And and it actually a couple of times it was it was getting kind of awkward. It was yeah. like, huh, yeah, this is um, this is not as good as I remember it being. And the kids who are the same age I was when I watched it, they're not really caring for it either. So, yeah, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I can't think of anything else in this movie necessarily that does not work for me. Um, And like you said, I I think it's, I saw it for the first time. So um, it was that first time experience. If I, you know, go to rewatch it again in a few years, will I still enjoy it as much? I don't know. Um, If I had to pick something that maybe I was struggling with a little bit was especially at the beginning, you know, and I knew that him doing the Italian accent was going to be, you know, it was going to be a parody. It was going to be, you know, it was going to be exaggerated. Um, I think a few times towards the beginning of the movie, it was like, okay, this is what we got an hour and a half of this. This might get a little rough here. Um, but then it was, you know, kind of as it got maybe like 20 minutes into it, and he started doing some of the, you know, the more exaggerated, like the arugula it's a vegetable, you know, that kind of stuff that I'm like, vegetable. that one I was like, okay, that's funny. I'm like, okay, that's funny. we will just, we'll ride the rest of this out and it'll be fine. But, um, yeah. you know, I think if it hadn't been, if there hadn't been a few moments like that, I think that, you know, him constantly doing the caricature of the accent probably would have been a little tough to handle. Um, and then I went and read who was originally supposed to be in the part. Did, did anybody see who was originally right? supposed to be no. in that part? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger was oh
0: my god <laughs> Schwarzenegger yeah and and Steve Martin was supposed to play the yeah. uh, Barney. the New, Barney Coopersmith yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah so it was gonna be yeah Steve Martin was Barney Coopersmith and Arnold Schwarzenegger was gonna be Vinny and I'm looking at that I'm going okay so would they have what would Arnold even sound like with an Italian accent <laughs> just like he
0: does normally In the- uh, well, but he was a mob guy in one of the other movies that we watched a couple years back. Yeah, but
1: that was Russian. That's different. No. Oh, which one?
0: Not not red not red heat because that was the oh one yeah, where yeah, yeah. He was, was with, it uh, um, raw deal with brother raw, raw deal yeah, yeah. yeah he was playing a yeah and I I don't even think he tried the no. accent I think he just you know
2: no his Italian is a lot like Sean Connery's Russian
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and going. I'd love to hear about with, that. with characters. Going back to hear to, it all sounds Scottish. Going to me. back to Pat's comment, I mean, I think part of it with uh, the Rick Moranis character too. I mean, the probably the best, thing, like, like when he does the dance scene, that's really good. And then I think, I think for the most part, like he doesn't have as many of the the, the great lines. I think in this, he's just that's just written in the way it is. And uh, so I think that, I, I not that he, I think he does the role good. I'm just saying it's not it's not the star role yeah. really. I mean, he has some subtle ones that are good. I remember the what was the one with the Halloween? Some, it was uh, the month the, the when they uh, let me see if I can find oh, it. when did when did your life leave uh, October? That's when my life left. What is what is it about the month of October? And then Barney says, "I don't know." The pressure of Halloween—you never know what you go as. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird, odd lines like that. That that was his character, so he gets those where you know Antonelli gets the whole big, the big star lines and the better lines and the. Just the line, like, yeah, hey, have a nice day, or whatever, and then f you. Well, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and that was the that was the Rick Moranis character because what did she say? Yeah. You have a system. You have a system yeah, for everything. You have like a so, boring, of course, yeah. Halloween. Uh, yeah, uh, Halloween. No one like I don't know what I'm gonna go like. There's no system for this, you and know. All the wise so it,
3: were more for Vincent, or the little kind of lines like that. What was the the books? Yeah, where he's got all the books in the trunk. Yeah. What do you need? 25
0: copies of it in yeah. case they want to yeah. read it more than once. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I thought you said you couldn't, sh- I thought you said you never shot someone. I lied. I, lied. Hey, I lied. Here you go. I lied. Yeah. Hey, we'll take, we'll take six hot dogs and here you go. Keep the change. Remember yeah. our section. I'm like, that is so slick. Like I, I'm, I'm going to do that at A some point. I'm just gonna yeah. be like, Hey, here you go. There you go. Re- remember the table. Yeah. You know, I that, yeah, it's he oh,
3: He's an over-tipping, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Right, the over-tipping, yeah.
1: We had we had a couple of different, actually, we had the one line that we decided that we were going to use whenever the kids put up any kind of a fuss for anything anymore, is, everything is always a war with you. <laughs> you know, he, he finishes yeah. off the line, it's, everything's yeah. always a war with you, Herbert Hoover types, yeah, or whatever yeah. it was, but yeah. Yeah. I did like that he goes into the whole thing, he's like, I am the worst case scenario of Thomas yes, Jefferson's yeah. dream.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's that one was good, which yes. I kind of feel
1: like all of our we should share that with all of our seventh grade social studies teachers. and that should be like the if they have a phrase when they start the Constitution test, like that should be maybe show mm-hmm. that clip as the beginning of the constitution test.
0: Uh-huh.
1: All right. Well, we've kind of already gone through, we've gone through a whole bunch of quotes., uh, we've gone through what works, what doesn't mm-hmm. work? Is there any particular scene in the movie that if you were to pick out one part in the movie, one scene, is there one that kind of stands out to you that, um, you know, Dennis and Bo having watched this before that when you thought of when, when this showed up on the list and you're like, Oh, we're watching my blue heaven. That is immediately the scene that you pictured. And then for myself and Pat, you know, was there one scene in particular that you're like, all right, if I had to be like, if I had to pick a scene to tell somebody about this movie, what scene would I pick?
3: I'm going to say there's just two scenes that I remember like, well, I mean, probably the dance scene is definitely one big one i remember the dance is like one of the best dance thing just the way they film it the choreography the camera angles and popping up and, and just a fun dancing um, and then I, I i don't know why but i like before i even played i do remember like the the scene with the family where you know they cover for them. it's like it's oh, the mom and, the, and then she kind of gives that look like ah gotcha <laughs> i always remember those two scenes where it's the big setup of the emotional you know, and early on, you still don't know that in the movie yet, that it's for, you know, it's escape you slowly. And this time as I'm watching it, I started seeing him slowly disappear to the back of the family and just kind of mm-hmm. sneak off. <laughs> so I don't know. Those are two.
2: I think for me, it's the scene I always end up seeing. So it was the the scene in the motel room when they show up. You know, they're all dressed like, you know, dressed in their plaid can best Canadian yeah. garb and they and then maybe the maybe the scene when he picks the girl up in front of the frozen yeah. foods. But definitely the one in the motel.
0: I uh I, you know Dennis you mentioned the dancing scene uh which was which was was excellent. I'll tell you I'm also gonna take the closing scene when they uh uh get the baseball yeah. field oh, yeah, built yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. the stadium built the and then all of a sudden they're they come out with yeah. Suit, they all come out. Yeah, well, he comes out. He, yeah, he comes out in his suit. Players and they come the out. And he's life. like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, just all those things, and even even the even the even the mother coming up. Hey, ump. Hey, here you go. Here's a little bit. Hey, call the game fair today. Here you go. And then the other ump is the uh, is the one wise guy yeah, yeah, that was yeah, like yeah, the, the, store the guy, pet yeah, store yeah. guy. I don't know why. Like all of a sudden that stuff was making me laugh. And if you look at the sign on the, uh, even the sign was
3: making me laugh where they have like the Vincent Antonelli field, AKA
0: Todd Wilkinson. Yes. (laughs) I know. I know that was great. That was great. Popcorn, peanuts, (laughs) car stereos, car stereos, popcorn, peanut radios. And, and uh, yeah. And, and like I said, it was funny because then when I started hearing that they were trying to Well, and that something that the connection was like, whoever the producer was for this or the screenwriter for this was married to the screenwriter or producer or whoever of Goodfellas. And so it was like the parody based on the Henry Hill story and then the pseudo documentary biopic based on it, you know, like both people did it. So once that fell into place, suddenly I was like, oh, well, that's why I felt like I'd seen this movie a bunch and why, like. Now I understand what they're trying to do. Now I'm liking the first half of the movie so much more. Like it really,
1: they need to, you know, you go to target sometimes and they have those movie two packs on DVD. They need to put those two movies yeah. together. Sure. You blue heaven and Goodfellas sure. on the same DVD. The scene for me in particular, I, I love the, the grocery store scene at the beginning. Um, you know, that's, that's probably one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, <laughs> yeah. just everything in the entire grocery store scene. What do you think? Um, from the, from the moment he walks in to the moment he leaves. Uh, but then the other part, too, is when he's uh, just everything he does to just lie yeah. through his teeth to try to get out of these situations everything he comes every story he comes up with and one of my favorite ones yeah. because the rest of them you know I'm watching them and I'm going okay I know he's he's making up the story to try to get out of this and try not to get arrested for this but the one that didn't catch me until the very end like I almost got taken as much as Rick Moranis did was when they're in the hotel together and Rick Moranis is trying to order room service and he's like uh what what kind of what kind of Italian food you got oh, the, they got mac and cheese and he's just like oh God. Yeah. and then he's then he's he's like you know we we got you this really nice suit and you're just there you're wrinkling up the pants take off the pants give me the pants. and he's planning to like get out of there but he doesn't catch on to it and like until like you know 30 seconds after he's already left the room and he's got no pants on and i'm sitting there going yeah i didn't even catch that like i didn't catch that he was like taking his pants so he could get away from it and uh, that part in particular i think i really like that part because it got me just as much as it got the character in the movie
0: oh yeah and and it was funny because I was that's what I was going to bring up was that close scene and the way he sells that I think he grabs his his jacket or he grabs or, oh no that's right he grabs his jacket and then he, and he goes through this whole long thing he starts mm-hmm. pounding the he's like what are you doing that's my new he's just like well go ahead and do it because that's what you're doing to your pants you hang up your jacket but you're doing that to your pants so you got to do that you got it otherwise one's going to need to go to the dry cleaners more than the then you're other have then have a And it goes it was just yeah. <laughs> – it was this whole long thing, and you're right. And that, honestly, that didn't click. That that was all part of the con job until right now when you pointed it out that that was all the setup to get the pants that he walked out the door with.
1: All right, here is our three questions.
0: He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer.
1: Nobody could answer that question.
0: I want to ask you a bunch of questions.
1: and honestly, I, I feel like I used to say that a lot to my students after they would take a quiz or something like that. Uh, this may be the reason I'm not a teacher anymore, but I, I just now I just now use it on my own biological children.
3: I'm sure it can be used for administrative meetings now, too. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm
1: <laughs> thinking it. I, I'm thinking it maybe like six times a day. But, you know, <clears throat> I may not say it, but I am thinking it. All right, so question number one, um, and uh, I did, uh, I did yes. not get a chance to post these up ahead of time on the Twitterverse, so we don't have Twitter answers for these, um, but I did quiz my family around the dinner table, so I do have answers for each of them, and uh, some of their answers were kind of funny because you can tell exactly what the kids have been watching lately, because that's their answer for everything. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'll give you a little bit of a clue. For Nora, it's either going to be something from The Simpsons or something from The Flash TV show. And for, for John, he's pretty much always going to answer Stranger Things. So, so there, there we go. High quality television it's, from both angles. It's, it's all good stuff. It's yeah. all good stuff. Uh, Alright, so question number one. What is the what is the best hair in a movie? Who has the best hair in a movie? And if you need to, um, I know I, I probably just was asking mainly for one, but if you need to, you could break it up into male-female. you feel like you need to do that.
2: So I don't know if it's necessarily the best hair, but it is one of the best hair scenes
3: you steal in mine. any movie. <laughs> go ahead.
2: Coming to America, right. barbershop. I want to look like this. Okay, snip.
3: <laughs> there you go. All right, you didn't steal mine. That's the best hair scene. I'm gonna go Ernie McCracken <laughs> from Kingpin, Bill Murray. Yes, yes. <laughs> As it just builds at the end of that bowling scene and it just out. That's, that's mine. I'm going with that one.
0: Yes, without a doubt. Nice. Have
3: you seen Kingpin uh, Pat? You've uh, seen okay. Okay. Yes, oh, yeah. I have.
0: I saw that in the I saw that in the theater when that came out. So yeah. Although I guess that, that movie isn't no. that old. No. That might be something
2: yeah. to dig up in this quarantine period.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you
1: can do bowling alley movies. You could do Big Lebowski, Kingpin, do a whole little bear. I was
2: funny. I was just gonna say, spin up Kingpin, have a couple white Russians, mm-hmm. finish the night with
0: the big Lebowski. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Could you could uh, yeah.
1: You could you could yeah. slide Pleasantville. You John, could slide Pleasantville in there. And it's it's I, okay. We're I, we're in a
0: bowling oh, alley. We're safe. You go. we're in a bowling alley. Gosh, <laughs> what is an edit scene when they start playing uh Dave Brubeck's take five. Oh mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Doo, 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 doo,
3: doo.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like I, All right, I see, John, I see I you don't switched wanna... your
1: background there, Dennis. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's very nice. Ernie McCracken.
0: Uh well, my gut reaction is Chewbacca. Hmm. But um, you know, that one would be that would be awesome. But you you said that we could have a female division. Yeah. So I, you know, I suppose my gut reaction there would be Monica Bellucci and anything she's in. Okay um but i'll tell you um we just saw we just saw um what did we see not moonlighting it uh it was with Cher, and it was with winona Ryder and mermaids. uh wednesday um, adams mermaids mermaids and i'm I, i'm i'm i mean uh i'm not gonna lie to you Cher was well is strikingly beautiful in that uh in that film and, uh, man, she, she gets her hair all up there. And I mean, I know there's like, you know, lots of product and all that kind of stuff, but, uh, I guess I'd have to say if, oh yeah, there's a female division. Okay. So I'd, I'd have to say, you know, share in, um, in, uh, mermaids. Sharon mermaids. Okay. Mm-hmm. mermaids,
1: her hair is kind of like in the, um, that's like the Julia Roberts in yeah, pretty, woman pretty woman kind woman. of
0: category of, of big hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. Definitely a sign
0: of, of the times.
1: So mine was, uh, and and I did kind of, I did kind of break things down into a uh, a male and female category, and I kind of went with the, what was one of the like iconic? As soon as you see the, this hairstyle, you know right, right where it's from. Uh, so I went with Princess Leia for the hairstyle oh, for the, yeah. the the cinnamon rolls. So mm-hmm. I thought that one was sure. that one was, was a good choice for that one. Uh, for the men's hairstyles, I actually went with, um, and it's not even a very necessarily manly hairstyle, but I went with the Goblin King from Labyrinth. Mm.
2: <clears throat>
1: just because if I don't go get a haircut at some point soon, I think I'm probably going to end up looking like that by the time this quarantine is over. <laughs> yeah. Which, not a bad thing. Yeah. I, just, I just don't know if anybody's going to care if I start trying to rock out pants that tight.
3: So, Bo, do you have a female to add? I had Leia as an
2: honorable mention okay. with the uh okay. with the cinema yeah I have,
3: I, because that was yeah when you went to female, I was gonna go Leia too, and then there was another one that popped in my head that I shouldn't well uh I would say uh, there's something about mary <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wondered I wondered yes. if that was gonna get mentioned. Yeah, just <laughs> kinda of thought of that one <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: I'm sorry, what I was the last one there Dennis? my 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 good instinct was princess leia in agreement with them but i said i will also say that when you said best female hair scene or hair like in a movie i i thought about there's something about mary mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i don't want to say that one out loud best yeah, well you know yeah,
0: yeah. i well, i was just gonna say i know that the movie you know there was some about authenticity and all that kind of stuff but uh gi yeah, jane when uh, demi Moore. Yep. shaves her head off and just finally mm-hmm. kind of goes like goes all in with the training. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, thought that was pretty cool.
1: That would, uh, so you throw that in that category. Cause then you've got, um, you have Sigourney Weaver in alien three and you've got, um, who was it? Nat- Natalie yeah. Portman in V for Vendetta. Yeah. It did the yeah. whole shaved head look
3: was, on the opposite of that. that I was, think I also thought of, uh, like one that came to mind was, uh, Christy Brinkley in vacation.
2: Oh yeah, in the car. Yeah.
3: Just he's doing the whole big.
2: Mhm.
1: Mhm.
3: Here in the mm-hmm. blowing in the breeze in the convertible or whatever. Yeah.
1: Just, uh, just for fun, I almost wanted to do uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future.
2: Um. Yeah. Classic. Yeah.
1: All right. Question number two: Best dancing really scene good. in a movie. What is your favorite dancing scene in a movie? And this is kind of, kind of the joke that we, we kind of picked on my lovely wife a little bit because her first answer, actually her answer for question one and for the start of question two was John Travolta. Ah, well, I was like, well, no, that fits. Hair, dancing, yeah. sure, why
0: yeah. not? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, you know, I forgot to give, so the kids uh, for their best hair one, um, Nora chose Marge Simpson from the Simpson movie. Nice. Uh, Sharon did choose John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever. Because you even have that scene. He's like, hey, don't keep the hands hair, off the yeah. hair. No, don't the hair. Yeah. Um, and then John chose Dustin from Stranger Things. All right. So the question number two, best yep. dancing scene in a movie.
2: I sort of leaned on John Travolta also yeah. and went with Pulp
1: Fiction. Okay.
0: Dennis, what about at, yourself, I'm, man? I'm going I stole this. I stole all and, your answers. So well, I don't want to do and it I, again. You know, I
3: started trying to think like back in time type of thing, but the one that popped out right away that I just really like it. I don't know why is the Joker. Down the stairs joker man <laughs> on the, yeah. the staircase yeah yeah buddy.
0: scent of a woman yeah al pacino takes the gal out i i love the tango that's that's on the bucket list i can i i, I know a modicum of how to dance the tango and i'd love to like before i'm done you know like uh, in in this in this world i'd love to learn it and when he dances the tango in that scene it's it's just it's just outstanding i mean i thought that man. yeah cool scene I mean,
3: footloose was in there mm-hmm. i mean like like i said the one that kept popping up was a joker for me but like if i were to go into more actual dancing scenes like real dancers i gotta go probably flash dance or footloose
2: mm-hmm. or there's always like this one
3: yeah I, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Start- mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep.
1: I had my. I started to make kind of my like my brainstorming list of stuff, and I had Footloose. I had What a Feeling from Flashdance. I had the Hand Jive from Grease. Um, I had Singing in the Rain. I had I had America from West Side Story. Singing in the Rain made my list. Okay. Um, the one I ended up going with is the one that I I would imagine a lot of people have not seen, and the movie itself is not great, but the entire movie is one just. Big dance off, basically. Um, have you ever seen the sequel to Saturday Night Fever? No. Yeah, staying yeah. alive. Staying alive. I I yeah. have seen that movie an unreasonable amount of times. Yeah. Like uh, that. I, <laughs> that is
2: a reasonable <laughs> amount of times?
1: One, one maybe <laughs> maybe two
2: okay, i'm just curious i you know? and
1: I, I don't know why i can't tell you what maybe this is one of those that like it it happened to be on late at night and i was just staying up and staying awake and staying alive apparently and it just i, I don't know i've seen i've seen this movie more than 10 times nice it, it's not necessarily a great movie and some of the scenes are can can be a little awkward but I've seen it more than 10 times. So I don't know. There's something about this movie that I have now, I've seen it more than 10 times. So that one's mine. The whole movie is dancing. So I'm gonna go with that. And that's yeah. a John Travolta because it's the sequel to.
3: I'm going to add one more in that, um, that was just thinking about now that I am like, that's a great one. Cause I was trying to go back further in time. Uh, I'm going to say step in time from um, Mary Poppins.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, outstanding I choice. One outstanding yeah. choice that is great yeah um i'll tell you i'll, t- I'll throw another one the mamushka from uh yeah. adam's family
2: yeah and then
0: and, and i'm gonna throw this in here um um uh the um oceans 12 who the the fox who is the guy that, that they were going up against um, yeah. lamarck no lamarck was the big guy whatever whoever the guy they were going up against the jackal um, no, the Jackal was dirty, rotten scoundrels. I don't know. Ocean's 12, whoever they were going up against. Uh, did you guys all see Ocean's 12?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Remember the guy had that like crazy dance and he was like doing it throughout and you thought it was like some kind of like whatever. Then you found that was okay. Spoilers Ocean's 12, everybody. You found that was how he got past all the like laser beams and stuff. I thought that was a pretty cool dance too. So. Oceans twelve oh, nice. and then They'll
3: the Mamushka, set, um, um Napoleon
0: Dynamite. Napoleon
1: Dynamite, that was one that I had been thinking about. And then um oh a couple of the other ones were like uh the uh, end of Beetlejuice. Yeah. At the or end of Beetlejuice. And there were, mm-hmm, yeah. 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 Um I was surprised, Pat, you know, given your choice of background, I'm surprised you didn't choose the dance scene in the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Where he's having that hallucination, he's dancing around. I kind of figured you might have gone with that one, but yeah, there's a there was a whole bunch of others that I was thinking De- of.
3: Beetlejuice one. also has Deo too, which is pretty good.
1: Well, that, that's oh, the one. That that's one at the, so yeah, that the end. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yes.
3: Oh, the end is where Winona Ryder gets. Um, put up.
1: Oh no, no, you're right, you're right. The, yeah, the,
3: the other, the more faster, um, jump yeah. in the line, rock your body on time. Yeah, that's the, yeah. yeah, yeah. The one okay. where they're being around the table, being controlled and moving, where they don't. know that was right. The Deo banana song. Yeah.
1: Oh, the other one that I hadn't thought about until just right now was um, uh, tequila from BB's oh, Big Adventure.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One. Yeah.
1: You know what? I realized I have not shown the kids that movie yet.
3: You haven't. That's, oh, you got to yeah, do they're, that. They're that's that's, that's going to be on our they're list. They're at somewhere. a good age for that
1: one. That's a good age. It was a night, <laughs> yeah. just like tonight, <laughs> just like a tonight. large, large. She looked like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for question number three, Italian food. What is your favorite Italian dish?
2: Mm, chicken parmesan for me. Oh,
3: there you go. Uh, if I'm going, can narrow it down to one? Am I going pre plant? If I have to go pre plant food, days, um, plant based food. Growing up, my biggest one was I just love lasagna. Lasagna with the ricotta cheese. This lasagna was the big one like it was always on that list of hey what would you eat if you don't like the, and then if you if you consider it a food Freddy's Italian Ice and, and Cicero okay <laughs> it's not really Italian a ice. It's a food but Freddie's Italian Ice is better oh. than any it's, it's phenomenal
1: okay alright
3: but now it's pizza now it's um, pizza now it's a veggie pizza type of thing it would be current okay. these days
1: okay alright and Bo you said chicken parmesan that's a good one mm-hmm. Nice. Uh for me, um my needs are simple. A a good shrimp fettuccine alfredo. Mm -hmm. Like that. I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, the kids now Sharon's answer was a little bit longer, you know. Obviously, being Italian and and she had some very specific things that she wanted laid out. She's like, now hold on. You gotta, if you're gonna do this on the episode, you gotta specify that it has to be grandma's sauce and it has to be this kind of meat, and it has to be that I'm like, okay, well the We'll, we'll we'll get into all that. I'll I'll try to remember as much as I can. But the kids were pretty easy. John was like, hey, um uh is garlic bread Italian? And I was like, yes, pretty much anything that's garlic is Italian. So yes, you could say garlic bread. And and then Nora's like, um, what about uh, olive garden breadsticks? Are those all Italian? Hmm. It's like sure. That that counts. You don't have anything like fancier than that? No, just the breadsticks. Uh, cool. She's not wrong. The breadsticks are pretty good. No, they actually. are pretty good. They are pretty good. Um, Sharon, Sharon wanted me to specify that um, her grandmother used to make a. Uh, it was a mastaccholi, and she made her own marinara sauce, and then she used uh, beef stew meat as the meatballs, or the uh, whenever we'd have spaghetti or mastaccholi or something like that. Um, but it it has to specifically be all of those different, and and made by her grandmother. Like it has to be all those things. Gotcha. So. Uh, Pat, I saw you. We you got kicked out there for a second. Do you have? Uh, so we were we were asking question number three was our um, uh, favorite Italian dish. So do you have a favorite Italian dish? And uh, try to keep it to under twenty minutes
0: if you can. I'll keep it simple. Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this yeah. episode. And I-
0: <laughs> yeah, you 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 name it. If it's Italian, mm-hmm. I'll eat it. Okay. I mean like here we go i'll I'll be i'll I'll be completely stereotypical john if it's italian food forget about it i'll eat it there you go i mean you know it's uh, what do you you think (laughs) yeah yeah have a good day (laughs) forget you um no uh it's any you know what really and like the sauce i mean a good marinara sauce is that's just fantastic um I'm 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 uh you know and I want to be careful because I, I don't want to be like uh you know rubbing uh salt in the wounds, but bread, like good good bread, and you can dip it in some olive oil. That's good. Um it can be as simple as a spinach salad with some salt, some olive oil, and uh, you know, a little bit of uh, you know, like a little bit of um uh like like flakes of parmesan cheese. Uh you can have a a caprese thing with the tomato and uh, fresh mozzarella, just slice tomatoes and put salt on them. I mean, you know, it's, it's the simple things that taste good. Pasta. Yes. I love ravioli. I mean, I suppose my raviolis are my favorite pasta, you know, but like I also tortellinis. I mean, how, I mean, it's just so good. It's just so good. I mean, you get a good sauce and put it on a, sp- a plate of spaghetti mm-hmm. and that's, Fantastic. I mean, there's really, yes, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah.
1: Well, that was kind of. I mean, I I, I kind of knew that that was going to be your answer. I was like, I, well, yeah. And I even joked about it. One like one of the kids was trying to give me an answer for something. They're like, oh, I don't know. I just I kind of like I kind of like everything. I like this and I like that. I'm like, okay. So basically, you're giving me the Mr. Canigallo answer. <laughs> of, you know, John, I've I've been racking my brain for like the last 20 minutes and I just, I don't know. I love everything. I don't know if I can tell you, (laughs) this is my favorite and this is my favorite and the whole menu, I would just eat the whole thing. And
0: yeah. Well, it's usually the Italian restaurants that it's just like, okay, the last time I was here, I got this. So now I'm going to get a this Mm -hmm. and then this and then this, I'm a little hungry. I'll have page two. There you go. But, (laughs) and (laughs) then, yeah, you know, well, and it was, uh, they were interviewing Mario Andretti one time at some thing about and they said you know Mario where's your like preferred Italian restaurants and where do you like to go and he's just like have you ever been to an Italian restaurant where you didn't have good food I mean it's like it's Italian food it's all good you know and I and I do know and I mean you can ask your wife like she talks about like grandma's sauce Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff I do know that when you start you know talking to Italians like my cousin my cousin Stefano it's not like Italian food it's got to be Roman food Mm -hmm. and I remember when Tammy and I were Tour in uh, Boston, and he says, you know, like Little Italy, the North End uh, of Boston is Little Italy, and there's like something like in two square blocks, there's like 60 Italian restaurants. And uh, my cousin Stefano had been up through there, and we said, okay, Stefano, can you point us in the direction of a couple of good restaurants in that? There's again 60, 60, maybe it was like 100. It was probably like 160 restaurants in two square blocks or something. And he's, I said, can you give us a couple like good? And he's just like. No, one restaurant, the rest, forget about one restaurant that you need to go to. It was like, okay, all right. You know, and it was because all, this one was Neapolitan. This one was Sicilian. This one was, um, you know, from Amelia Romana. This one, but you had to get the Roman restaurant. And so anyways, but there's no bad Italian food, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's all good.
1: And see, then we have, you know, we do stuff like this, and then I kind of wonder why we record this late at night sometimes, because now I'm just really hungry. <laughs> I, uh, know. I, just, I know. I know. Now I just want to go get some pasta. Metacini, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's probably going to do it for this time around, so that's going to do it for my blue I'm heaven. i quickly
3: interrupt yeah. just because I've been kicking oh, my brain, and I know Pat cut out, and I was going to mention two other uh, honorable mentions on the dancing ones. And, and oh, there's yeah, yeah. just, just two that pop into my head that I'm like, I don't think many people will think of as a dance movie, but we've got uh, the dance scene from Reservoir Dogs.
0: <laughs> ah, <laughs> oh, yes. he's
3: dancing to Okay, Hello, can you hear me? <laughs> and then Star-Lord.
0: <laughs> Guardians
3: Star-Lord. of the Galaxy. I got to go with that, too. Mm. Those are two that I'm like, yeah, just, yeah. I just had feel like those had to be mentioned honorable The dance off
1: you and me dance yes <laughs> yeah.
3: well you could do either the intro yeah. one there's the intro one where he's yeah. coming in or the dance off one you can pick both of those from star lord yeah they're both are, both yeah. are equally yeah. good <laughs> nice oh so, yeah yeah come and get you oh. there you go good stuff
1: All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode number 297, My Blue Heaven. Um, And uh, so we've got, so this is our comedy month, and we've got another couple episodes before we lead up into our 300th episode here. Um, So episode 300, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, that that's going to be our quotable or most referenced movies. So we'll put out some other stuff So if you want to kind of you know call us on the voicemail line and, and share some of your thoughts You can totally do that but uh, coming up next week. We've got episode number 298 another 48 hours And then after that episode number 299 arachnophobia um, So we got some good stuff coming up here. Uh, I have not seen you know pull, pull back the curtain for just a moment I have not seen arachnophobia, but maybe once Uh, back not longer after it came out but apparently this is another movie where my lovely wife is like oh yeah saw that a bunch of times like really (laughs) arachnophobia was the one that you saw okay if again this is one of those situations where if you had told me what are the movies you've seen multiple times and I had a list of movies to go through arachnophobia would not have been anywhere near the top of my list so I'm kind of excited to watch this with her because I think she remembers a lot
3: I wonder too like did you have cable or no
1: do we no okay. we don't
3: all right you don't have to. all right because uh, i said, we don't now i mean because I... I know that for a weird weird thing on the arachnophobia that was one of those films that i don't get why but in the last like couple like last year or two when we had i don't know if it was hbo or whatever one arachnophobia was just played like around the clock it was just like anytime i turned the station on arachnophobia I'd see john goodman i'd end up watching 10 minutes of it and then turn it off but like it was on nonstop for like about a year it felt like so if she was home and she was happy to flip channels, I mean, I could see her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was when her parents were working and when she was old enough to just kind of stay home by herself while they were working. I, I think it was a lot of, you know, I think they had HBO or yeah. something like that. So it was probably a lot of getting to see some of those. My movies. blue
3: heaven answer for that one blows my mind. Cause that one I felt was hard to find. Yeah. Arachnophobia yeah. I don't know. is more I, ubiquitous, my... but my blue heaven was pretty rare yeah. to see on TV. A lot. I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm not sure. Maybe they owned a copy of it. I
3: don't know. All
1: right. Well, again, that's going to do it for this episode. So thank you, gentlemen, for being here.
0: Thank Thank you, John. John. Thank you, John.
1: All right. We will see everybody back here. uh, Episode number 298 for another 48 hours next week. Everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time.